Hello, and welcome to Parking Thought, the show where we highlight the good in the world from the extraordinary to the everyday. You're going to want to like and subscribe wherever you happen to find us. Curiosity, meet gratitude. My name is Jacob, and I'm glad you're here today. In this episode today, we're going to be talking about what everybody else is talking about. I know this is not a safe place to avoid the news. We're going to actually talk a little bit about it. We're going to talk a little bit today about... COVID-19, right? The coronavirus that is spreading. So I don't have any new facts for you about how to avoid getting sick. I don't have any new solutions on what you should do. I think there are plenty of people covering that. What I want to do is I want to cover the angle of being able to find good things happening. There's a gentleman on Twitter who is commenting how he really felt anxious about the coming pandemic, and that may or may not happen. Again, I don't have enough information to be able to give the advice on whether what is coming is going to happen or what is coming may not happen at all. I don't know. But what I do know is that we have different leaders with different roles doing different uh, responses to what is going on. And I want to talk about one of the leaders, um, or rather a group of leaders, and their response to this. Um, and what I was able to experience because of their response, because it was not entirely negative. So my parents just finished serving a year-long mission in Alaska for our church. And those of you who've been longtime listeners know that I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which means that we believe in the Book of Mormon. You might have heard of us as mentioned as Mormon. Mormons before, right? But we prefer to be known as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I know that's a bit of a, a mouthful, but it, it's important. Now, my parents volunteered their time. They volunteered one entire year of their lives to be able to go and serve, and they were asked to serve in the Anchorage, Alaska Mission Office. So a mission office is responsible for helping to organize all of the missionaries and making sure that their apartments are up to snuff and that they have vehicles to drive, at least in a remote area like Alaska, vehicles to drive is pretty significant and important, making sure that mail is being delivered properly, et cetera, et cetera, and that they have the supplies they need to be able to share a loving message with others, right? That Jesus Christ lives and loves everyone. And that's that's their role, is to go around and, and share that message. For those who um, hear that message and want to join the church, missionaries are specially trained to assist in that process to help them be baptized and join the church, right? But they are there primarily to share a loving message that Jesus Christ lives and loves everyone here on the earth. Now, my mom and dad were not in the proselyting space on their mission, right? They were not out there knocking on doors and preaching. They worked in the office. So my father was responsible for the vehicles that were there. And with 180 or so plus missionaries and uh, literally a state or an area of the mission that was about the size of two-thirds of the United States, right? Or or a third of the United States, um, contiguous United States, right? That was not an insignificant amount of space to have to manage a vehicle fleet for. And my dad managed that fleet and had some really long days. And my mom helped out in the office and took on a lot of the day-to-day responsibilities to help make sure that things continue to run smoothly. And, you know, normally when senior missionaries go off and they volunteer to do this, there will be opportunities for them to take a day off or take a step back. And uh, my parents didn't really have that opportunity. They were, I would call it overworked. 
And, you know, usually when you come back from your mission, wherever you happen to serve, whether you're a young proselyting missionary, right, or you're an all-lord senior couple, you come back and you get to report to your home congregation that you served a mission. You can talk about some of the blessings that you received. Well, that talk was scheduled for this Sunday. And this Sunday, church for every member and every congregation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was canceled. We were told to hold services according to the instructions we received from our local leadership. So the leadership in Salt Lake um, advised us to, you know, await instructions from our local leaders, and those instructions came. So I was at my parents' house when the instructions came uh, um, to their congregation, and I was at my, uh, I was with them when instructions came for our congregation as well. And, you know, the instructions that we received were that if we were worthy priesthood holders to be able to administer the sacrament in our own home. So, so in most congregations, right, they, the sacrament might be a different word, but the sacrament for us is uh, being able to take of the bread and water that represent the body and the blood of Christ. And because we have a lay clergy where members of our congregation run the congregation in a lot of ways, um, we have the authority to be able to do that and to administer that. And so I was able to kneel down and help bless the bread and prepare the bread and water to administer it to my mother and my wife and my children today in my parents' home. And it was a neat experience. And a lot of what I remember doing that is I remember doing these really small micro-congregation sort of things when I was in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, oftentimes it would be me and one other priesthood holder and we would be able to uh, arrange and partake of the sacrament. And now our my beliefs may differ with those in the audience, but for me those are really special. And being able to have those memories come back again, those special moments where when there was chaos and boredom and uh, new environments and lots of discomfort, to be able to have a few minutes of reflection and recognizing the love that our Savior has for us. Um, those were special. And so as I was able to help and assist with my father, I was able to have those memories and also create new ones. The, the virus may have different effects and it may cause a lot of, um, a lot of heartache. It may cause a lot of anxiety. There's a gentleman on Twitter I, um, who was very anxious about this and he and I see things differently. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd mentioned, he, he had commented that he wanted the government to play a role that I don't think is appropriate for the government. And I made a comment that, hey, I don't think that role is appropriate for the government. And he responded back very tersely. He's like, look, this is serious, dude. And uh, I, I knew that it wasn't the time to have that conversation. And so I wrote him back and I said, look, I said, hey, uh, you know, we may disagree, but that doesn't mean um, we, we can't get along. And I told him, I said, look, I said, I am absolutely happy um, to be able to put our differences aside and work on, work on this. What would you recommend I do? And he wrote back and he said, uh, you can help spread the word that social distancing is the only effective thing we can do right now to combat COVID-19. Even if you're healthy, you can pass the disease on other people who may not be able to fight it off. Stay home, avoid crowds, even if you're not infected. And so while we did visit my parents this weekend, right, um, and that has some risk associated with it, it was a great trip and great memories were created by it. And we've calculated that risk for our, ourselves. Um, that doesn't necessarily impact others. It, it impacts our family. Um, 
and I, I think that Drew, um, who wrote this, uh, is, is really passionate and he's not, his passion's not misplaced. He wants to help people. And I really appreciate that he has that perspective and passion to help others. And I'm very grateful that we have those voices out there, even though I may disagree about the model or method of action that he's calling for. Um, and, you know, there are blessings even when we deal with these trials. I think Drew and I connected in a way today that we would have never otherwise. Had he not been passionate, I would have not been passive in my response. Um, had we not had this happen, I wouldn't have been able to create those memories with my parents and my children. And we're going to continue, our, our guidance from our local leadership is to continue to not go to our larger congregations, but to have church in our homes, um, you know, for the next several weeks. And so we'll await for more guidance on when that might be rescinded. But in the meantime, our family gets to prepare to be able to do that in the home. Now, after we were done with the sacrament, the passing and the partaking of the bread and the water, we were able to um, uh, use some of our technology and dial in a phone call where my brother, who is in Arizona, was able to listen as well. And and remember, my part of closure after you've been through a year-long experience like a military deployment or like my parents' mission is being able to share what that experience has been, meant to you and what you've learned from it. And... Uh, by being able to dial on my brother and being there for my parents. And this is one of the reasons why we took the risk. Um, I want my parents to have that closure. That's gonna be important for them to know that they were heard with the experiences they had on the mission and the blessings that they had. My mom talked about how she learned and grew into being able to do hard things, even though they became very difficult and very time consuming. And my father talked um, uh, about how the discipline to do the small things helps you create and accomplish great things. And those are the impressions I walked away from, being able to hear them say those in person, being able to, to let them have their space to share was really important to me. And I, I think, I hope that we'll be blessed for it, but we calculated the risk and felt that it would be appropriate. Um, my parents are either near 70 or just shortly older than 70, and they're in a risk category. And we, our visit presents a risk to them but we really wanted to provide them with that closure. And so we went ahead and traveled down there. I would encourage you guys to also look for opportunities where you can be blessed even though your situation might change. With change comes opportunity, and there are opportunities to find good things even among chaos. Um, at some point on this podcast, I might tell you about an evening where we were walking uh, through an open area during a, a rocket attack in Iraq, and how even in those moments of high stress, uh, great blessings um, can be found. And uh, I think that would be a good episode to share later on. And I'll look for comments to see if we can get any comments to encourage that episode to come forth. Uh, it might be a hard one for me to share, and so I want to make sure it's not falling on deaf ears. Now, this is the part where we finish off the podcast, and I tell you that uh, if you want to say thank you for this podcast, take this episode, wrap it up in an email or a tweet or an Instagram message, and send it off to somebody that you know. And if you want to stick around for the long haul, you can search for us in any of your podcasting apps, Stitcher, Spotify, all the things, even on YouTube, right? And if you don't want to find those links and search for us there, you can head on over to Parking Thought, hit the subscribe button, and we've curated those links for you. Yes, all on a nice platter, right? A great meal of podcast links ready for you to go. The last thing we do in each episode is to challenge the audience, audience to remember 
In a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful?